It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Well, it looks like the capital gains charade is over, so it's full bore for the state income tax. And T-minus 7 and counting will explain. And Sanders and Warren sparring over Iowa spells what for two of the front runners. But first, give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. This is the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, Ed Dawson, Rob Francis, and you, 547 1610, 509 547 1610. You can email us by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Yeah, we're waiting to connect with 8th Legislative District Representative Matt Benke to uh, discuss what's going on in the first day and a half of the legislative session. Uh, it'll be interesting to get his thoughts on out of the gate, uh, some of his peers signing on to a brief to the state Supreme Court, which, by the way, another brief has been filed in support of a state income tax, which we'll, we'll discuss a little bit of that as well. But it, it I'm not going to lie, Ed, this surprises me because the people that are on this brief, okay, and I'll give you a quick rundown of the groups that have joined it. Um. The Washington State Labor Council, AFT Washington, SEIU 925, the SEA, Transit Riders Union, Washington Physicians for Social Responsibility, Youth Seattle Climate Action Network, and 350 Seattle have signed on to a amicus brief to support this decision. And That's right. We're going to go to the phone and see if we have Representative Banky with us. Representative Banky, you on the line? Hello? Hello? No, we're, we're we, some, we guys have you there? It uh, looks like we're having some phone issues. Hello? There hey, we are. Do we got? We're here. I've got you through my our system here, but somehow it's uh, not. Can you talk through this? <laughs> well, as we work that out, that's uh, that's John Satgast, uh, the uh, House Republican uh, media contact. Uh, you know, it's they, they got some they got some new equipment on their uh, on their end at the Capitol, and uh, you know we got to be the guinea pigs sometimes, and that's and that's all right. Uh, one of the things uh, that will talk right, with uh, representative Banky about is i mean the the, the it, this is only the second day of the legislative session and we had today's state of the state address by governor jay insley we'll get his thoughts on on that and, uh, and many other things and uh, representative Banky, are you with us yeah ed 
are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. We're glad we can connect with you. We know you're very busy. The session is uh, off and running. Um, lots to talk about already, and, and this is supposed to be one of those uh, boring 60-day legislative sessions. Well, you ain't kidding. I tell you what, it's when the clock starts going, it's like the, the starter pistol went off and we just hit the ground running. So, Representative Banky, even before the session got started, some of your peers signed on to a brief uh, for the Washington State Supreme Court to uh, help influence them in taking on the Seattle income tax case. Was that a little bit of a surprise to see uh, that some lawmakers already are trying to push this forward? And is this now at the top of the agenda for this session? I believe so. And it wasn't really much of a surprise because in the off session, we knew we were going to have a change. If you remember, we had the first time we have a female who's a House Majority Leader, and she was voted in yesterday. When she was mentioned in, in the off session, she went around throughout the state, to her credit, met a lot of us, including myself in Richland, and she spoke about some of these ideas that she was going to bring up, and one of those was the state income tax. So we kind of knew this was coming. We had an idea about it. We already set aside some ideas of what we can do to help I think, mitigate this, if not stop this altogether. So at what point in time, I mean, we know a number of bills have been pre-filed. We know some other bills are still getting filed. At what point in time do you think, because it seems like traditionally uh, in the legislature, the the most paid, the, the bills that people are paying the most attention to tend to sit towards the end. Is this something that the legislature is going to try and deal with off the top, or is this just going to kind of get pushed, 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 pushed until close to the end of the session? I believe it is going to be pushed toward the end. Uh, a lot of the stuff we're doing now is kind of what was left over from the last session that's being resurrected. We're talking about the low-carbon fuel. Um, you've heard of that. I know the $30 car tabs are some of the big ones that we've seen and got some emails about it. Of course, in the state of the state today, you mentioned before that the governor mentioned about the homelessness issue. And so some of those are the top three we're kind of hitting the ground right now running. And in, in my area, one of the data privacy is the biggest one and one of the uh, assistant ranking on the ITIC committee we're working on. We're talking with Representative Matt Banky from the 8th Legislative District here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Representative Banky, you mentioned the State of the State address a few hours ago. Um, it, just in my observation, in years past, the governor has uh, pointed fingers at the Republican side of the aisle that uh, they needed to work with the Democrats to uh, to achieve these things that uh, Inslee wanted done. Um, this time today, I, I felt like there was less finger pointing and there was more of a we atmosphere, whether or not people agreed with the direction he wanted to go. Is that a fair assessment or do you still feel like... Um, there's a lot of division and you know that that Inslee pointed out today I think his words were speaking loud but you got to read between the lines and I agree his terminology was effective in the spectrum of I believe it was more campaign rhetoric toward that spectrum um, there is some divide in our our caucus or not in our caucus in on the house floor of course there's so many more of the delegation that's on the other side of the floor that have gone toward, if you will, AOC-type ideas and the Green New Deal, and some of those ideas have already percolating around the, the, the building as well as um, uh, we don't want to really see what he's 
when he's talking about different things, we can't drink the purple Kool-Aid, as we call it, and we can't drink what he's selling because a lot of that's going to go down the line of what he falls back on, and that's the clean energy deal we saw last year. We, we know he's been in there. Well, he mentioned it. It's 30 years since he first stepped foot on this campus, so he's been here a long time, and you got to understand when you're a professional politician like that, you got to really read between the lines of what he's talking about. We're talking with Representative Matt Banky from the 8th Legislative District here on the bottom line. Representative Banky, uh, it seems the agenda for House Republicans for this short session, it really comes down to three words, safe, affordable, and accountable. And it sounds like, at least with one of the things that the governor would like to do, it doesn't fall under any of those three, which is taking over $300 million out of the rainy day fund to throw more money at a problem that money hasn't been able to solve. What are some of the ideas that House Republicans plan to push forward to deal with not just the homelessness issue, but also in making communities uh, safer, making families giving them the ability to stretch that dollar that they happen to have a little bit further and holding those in elected office more accountable. Well, you're exactly right, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Number one is safety first, like we all do. I know Chief Prolenberg, I know our sheriffs, I know our law enforcement first responders are the top notch of people around the country, and including my military background, we support them 110%. We want to continue that way. Instead of this bashing our law enforcement and first responders, we got to thank them. We've got to remember what they sacrifice on a day-to-day basis and ensure they're out there to protect and support and ensure we have safe neighborhoods by that proactive and preventive policing that we see. We have a couple bills that are going to come out that way. Also, to help to address the uh, homelessness issues, we're providing local governments, and you know I came from the city of Kennewick, we want to provide more options for the cities at the local municipalities to do more with what they have to offer. I know they're working with a lot less than they have in the years past because of the government that we have in place and the large majority that we've had in the state. We want to do what we can to help that way. And my big one, encourage the safe schools that we seem to forget the last years that that's dropped and even off the governor's radar. He didn't mention a thing about it in the state of the state. We want some common sense reforms that we could support our schools so educators like myself and make sure our classrooms are as safe and secure as possible. Now, Representative Banky, one of the things that we did notice was not part of the priority list going into this session that has been the last couple of years. Governor didn't really mention it is uh, K through 12 education. We know that there are some things that still need to be kind of looked at and tidied up. But what is the what is the the plan for dealing with uh, any continued fallout from McClary? And also, as far as special education goes, we know there's been a lot of discussion that there may be some shortfalls there. There is. And we got to look at that as still one of the priorities. Too many times we look at $750,000 in a study to go toward dam removal when that money could have gone towards securing special ed, special needs, and including paraeducators that are there with our mental health professionals that I just came out of a meeting, said still that is their top priority in our school to ensure we have what the students need, not just the teachers, but a well-rounded environment to where the student can learn in that safe environment. If they have any kind of issues, they can talk to somebody, they can work that out. They can have that foundation for success when they leave that institution. They can go ahead and then get off into a career the best possible way they can and then be accountable to the city and the state and the, um, the taxpayers so we can ensure that accountability is still in there when our funds are coming down to the local municipalities. They're using that the right way, and it's going to our schools the right way we possibly can. 
And if I could, I'd put a shout-out to our new uh, Kennewick School District uh, superintendent, Dr. Tracy Pierce, who just came on board. I met her a couple times during the off-session. She's already actively engaged as she transitioned from Dave Bond. I appreciate her coming on board with some of those ideas as well, and she's very supportive of what we're doing. Representative Matt Banky from the 8th Legislative District joining us here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Representative, uh, I, we know that this is only day two and, and we've got a ways to go in the session. What are some of the key things that uh, not only your constituents, but really everyone east of the mountains should be keeping an eye on uh, going on in Olympia for the remainder of this week and maybe on into next week? So uh, right off the bat, everybody concerned about the I-976 and the $30 car tabs. I want to put voice and the message to this to encourage everybody to stay on top of this because we hear your voice. That message came across in November when you voted this down. We're in the Transportation Committee, and we're seeing some of those effects where people are. We were in the meeting yesterday and understanding how the fiscal responsibility for the state needs to be more accountable. We want to ensure there's no title-only ghost bills. That's another one we want to eliminate, and I know that was one of the priorities that mentioned when I had a couple town halls around the area as well as the, uh, the state property tax and the state carbon tax that may be coming. So those are the top three or four that I can say. Now, Representative Banky, for the first time regarding the House, uh, people here in the Tri-Cities and other areas of the state are going to have an opportunity to get involved without driving to Olympia. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the pilot program for remote testimony in the House and when that's expected to be up and going. So remote testimony, if you don't know, it's like using Skype or Zoom. So you can do it by going over to Columbia Basin College. Big shout-out to them. They're hosting a spot where you could set up a time that you would be in the committee as long as the chair of that committee allows it. That's another caveat, by the way. We'll set you up a time to schedule you to where you just drive over to Pasco, go ahead and set up that time, have your two to three minutes, and give me an active discussion of what's going on on that bill and even in that hearing and in that workshop. So... We can set up that time with you. You can contact us up here. We can make sure we get that out to you by which committees. I know they're doing three of them right now, and they're already active. We are told yesterday to ensure we get as many people as we possibly can because it is a pilot study. And you know how that goes. If we don't get the pilot numbers up, they're not going to have justification to increase the program to allow us to continue this remote testimony like they do in the Senate. So we want to get the numbers up as much as we possibly can. Well, and certainly, Representative Banky, keep us in the loop as far as when those hearings are going to take place in those particular committees so we can help get the word out as well to encourage people in this community to take advantage of remote testimony. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for all you do. And I love the candor, the honesty, and the hard-hitting questions you guys always do on the bottom line. Representative Matt Banky, 8th Legislative District, always appreciate your time, sir. Thanks for your service in Olympia, and uh, we will catch up with you again soon. Going to take a quick time out. Digest a little bit of what Representative Banky had to say, as well as we'll update you on the push for a state income tax and who else is getting involved and maybe wondering why they're getting involved. Back with more of the show after this. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved in the program, 
We were mentioning that another group has jumped on the let's have an income tax bandwagon, a handful of them, in fact. Um, We mentioned the Washington State Labor Council, AFT Washington, SEIU, 925, the SCA, the Transit Riders Union, Washington Physicians for Social Responsibility, South Seattle Climate Action Network, and 350 Seattle all filed an amicus brief uh, basically saying we need to have an income tax. We need to have an income tax. And, in fact, they actually even think, and here, here's kind of the funniest part of this, Ed. Mm-hmm. They think that you can impose an income tax without it negatively affecting those who can least afford it. Uh, huh? What? A progressive income tax could increase funding without imposing the cost on those who can least afford it. Everyone pays an income tax. Everybody pays an income tax. See, here's the funny thing. If even if the state Supreme Court reverses itself and allows the door to open for an income tax, I can almost guarantee you that a disproportionate income tax, basically an income tax against the wealthiest people that does what you just said, that doesn't affect poor people, that won't fly. That, legally, that will not fly. You, if you're going to have an income tax, it has to be uniform. And you can't just... Look, Shama Sawant, the Seattle City Council right. today, launched her latest initiative. She wants to tax the heck out of big business in the city of Seattle. This, and wealthy individuals. And wealthy individuals. This sounds like the same, the same playbook. You know, we want to bring we want to knock down those people who have a lot of money. We want to bring up those that don't have much money so that everybody is middle class. Everybody's the same. Uh, socialism much. But but here's here's another part of this problem. And, the, and this is the I'm going to take it from the text in here. This is the this is the key distinction and the key difference between the philosophies on both sides of the mountain. Tax revenue in Washington also fails to keep up with the demand for public goods and services. I don't know. Cut goods and services? Well, no. I mean, look, look at the amount of money the state has brought in in the last five years. All the forecasts continue to outperform mm-hmm. what they're initially forecast for. That means you've got more revenue coming in. So how are you failing to keep up with demands for public goods and services unless you, in your mindset, want to provide everything to everyone for nothing? Yeah. That's the only way it doesn't keep up. Right. As a result, government-funded services suffer from continued underfunding to the substantial detriment of the people who live and work there. Uh, They go on to talk about education as a prime example. The state's K-12 class sizes rank 42nd in the country. Though the city council unanimously adopted a resolution to make voluntary preschool available to all Seattle's three- and four-year-old children, levy funding provides only a fraction of eligible children with access to the program. What does that tell me? It doesn't tell me that people have to pay more taxes. It tells me the city council needs to put a better policy in place. Here's another uh, item, food for thought, if you will, as we go to commercial break. We're, we've been speculating, you know, why now, why this big push now for a state income tax or whatever you want to call it. I have a theory. You mentioned it. We've had a lot of good years in a row where we have outperformed and and done very well on revenue. My thought is 
those lawmakers want to put in place an income tax before things turn south so that they can raise this, the income tax against people to make up for the losses that we inevitably will see. The bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. New year, a couple weeks into it. Got some funny weather out there, too. And are you wondering about your insurance? Do you think it's not quite that good? Do you think maybe it could be better? Contact Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance if you think you need more protection, particularly for auto in the conditions that we've got out there. They've got safe driver programs for teens, for adults. Find out exactly how much coverage American Family Insurance can provide you under their umbrella. Also, small business insurance, life insurance, farm insurance, and homeowners insurance. Contact Jason Hogue, the only star-certified American Family Insurance agent in the Tri-Cities today. Visit his website, jasonhogue.com, or stop by his office on Road 68 in Pasco. Now, the one thing that I thought when I saw all these groups and filing this additional amicus brief along with the lawmakers, to get the state Supreme Court to potentially overturn 100 years of precedent on a income tax, is these are unions. If this comes to pass and there is an income tax that is levied, the chances of there being less jobs increases significantly. Yes. So why... Would you support something that could potentially cost you in the end unless you really don't think you're going to be harmed by this or touched by this in any way, shape, or form? I mean, I notice the SEA, okay, well, you know, income tax hits public employees. They're all teachers. Sure. Um, You know, a couple of the other ones are public unions. They're not really going to be impacted. But yet there may be you're, – you're, you're talking about less people. You're going to be talking about less jobs. If an income tax comes into Washington State, I don't know how you rally in support for something that's going to be an overwhelming negative. But that's just me. So obviously their agenda somewhere else in believing that this is going to be a positive on the landscape – it's only going to be a positive potentially for their pockets, not necessarily the people they represent or the industries that could potentially suffer as a result of an income tax coming in. I found it interesting because I listened to most, not the entire state of the state address, but most of it. Um, and like we mentioned before, homelessness was uh, you know, a pretty big chunk of his speech to lawmakers, that being his number one priority for this off legislative session. He mentioned, Governor Inslee mentioned that um, in a weird way, it was a badge of honor having all these homeless people because the reason why everybody wants to come here is because we have a really good economy. We have cheap energy. You know, the cost of living is relatively low. Uh, you know, aside from all the scenic beauty and, and just everything that Washington State has to offer. So we're getting a lot more people, and inevitably we don't have enough housing or jobs to to support those people, so they end up 
homeless for various reasons, right? What I found ironic in that statement was, on the one hand, he is saying, we need to address the homeless people because they're coming here because we have a great economy. By implementing a state income tax, guess what? Washington becomes less attractive to people coming here. So does that fix the homeless problem? I don't know. 547-1610-509-547-1610. You can email us, too, by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or comment. You know, I'll never – and, again, I always come back to this 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 point of control because the only way you push for something that is going to roundly have a negative impact is because you believe you're going to gain control. You're going to be able to have something over everyone else – as a result of this playing out. There's no need for an income tax in this state with revenues the way they are. Correct. And even if revenues start to downturn, the first thing you don't do is institute new taxes to try and fix the problem. What do you do? Well, you look at how much money you're spending. That's what normal people do. Yeah. You look at how much money you're spending and where you're spending it. (laughs) Many governments don't operate that way, let alone the state of Washington. No, they don't. But yet here's the funny part. People that make up government also have bills to pay. Yeah. They also have certain things that they're responsible for. So the fact that you wouldn't carry your own personal checkbook over into the government checkbook has kind of always astounded me. It, it, it just uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it goes back to the fundamental difference between those of a of you know a a blue shade and those of a red shade. The blue shade folks believe that we the government, we in government, have an obligation and a duty to take care of those that are underneath the government, i.e., give them stuff make things fair and equal and and you know there nobody is at the top end nobody is at the bottom end that's what it seems to be like today those of a red persuasion want to try to set it up for you individually to either succeed or fail on your own so yes it makes perfect sense for this to be playing out the way that it is the income tax argument look the the ones the ones that are a part of this movement in Olympia now, their job is to open Pandora's box. That's all they're supposed to do. All they are trying to do, is, and that's why they're fighting so hard at the state Supreme Court level and, you know, in, in some cities and counties, getting that that state or the the income tax or whatever you want to call it in place. That's the most important thing for them because then they have a constant stream of revenue that they can pay for all the other projects or pay more. You know, they're certainly not going to be less. And let me tell you, the chances, uh, it, once an income tax is passed, the chances of it ever going away 
are uh, right around zero. Think about, and this is what, this is what I, I think is is so short sighted, and maybe on purpose, by Governor Inslee and those that support this state income tax. Is look at the other states, and I I referenced it earlier. You know, there was one of the publications or websites or whoever said, you know, recently that Washington was the number one state overall. Why is that? Why is it? Is it because we have orcas and we're going to tear down the dams and so we have more orcas uh, that are fed well? No, it's because we have cheap power produced by the dams. We don't have a state income tax. Yes, there are absolutely beautiful landscapes throughout the state. We Absolutely. The economy, for the most part, does pretty well. Uh, but it's all those factors. And look what, look what those, like Governor Inslee, want to do. The factors that make us a great destination spot, they want to obliterate. Why is that? Why, why would you shoot yourself in the foot like that? That's the question that I have. Five four seven one six ten is the number if you'd like to join the conversation. Control. Okay, control, but then, the less people have, the more you can control. Okay, so what happens if they if, if an income pa- income tax is initiated, and we have a chunk of people that move to a different state that don't have an income tax? Then what? Then everybody else who stays behind gets their income tax raised because they need more money. Right, which means less money that they have, which means the larger the ability to control. Okay, so the last person leaving the state of Washington, please turn off Mount St. Helens. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, Sparky, I like the St. Helens one. one. That's, a, that's a good one. Well, thank you, Sparky. What's on you your know, mind? You guys wonder wonder why I go I go nuts. So figure out a way to go around the the people, the voter voters. Just like, um, have you guys got PERS up there? PERS down here has got this the state fifty billion dollars in debt, and I guess it was voted on by the Oregon legislature. It didn't go to the people. And look at the mess we we got here. Do you have PERS up there? Yes. Oh, you do. Yes. Yeah. How many billion? How many billions of dollars are is Washington in debt? I think PERS one is funded. I think two and three are the ones that are that, that actually employees do pay into. Yeah. And it's not one hundred percent on the return, but mm-hmm. I think PERS one is still fully funded. Yeah. Well, you know the, the the lottery was supposed to help with schools and roads, and I I don't know where we don't know where that money goes because it we keep getting hammered schools and roads and stuff so hey okay i'll let you go thanks for the call sparky but see the other the other problem with with part of it is the pro it's it's i will give the left this they are very good at creating messaging because oh yeah they, they get a lot of people to buy into the idea because of what they say um is the the pot at the end of the rainbow. So for example, one of the benefits of a local income tax would be, oh, we're going to solve homelessness. No you're not. You you're not going to you're not going to solve homelessness with an income tax because you can't solve a human problem with money. Um we've thrown billions upon billions of dollars in cancer research and we haven't cured it yet. 
We're getting uh, close, but we, we, I, I don't I, even I, say we're getting close. Well, we we have found we have made progress in certain forms and the treatment thereof, but we have not found a way to cure it completely and totally. We have not found a cure to AIDS. We have not found a cure to a number of things, but we have dumped billions of dollars into it. Those things are diseases. You can't cure a human problem with money. You can't make people decide to do something different than what they want to do just because you put in an income tax. So if somebody chooses homelessness, the income tax isn't going to solve that. If someone chooses addiction and winds up homeless, an income tax isn't going to solve that. The problem is many on the left just want to throw money at it to make it look good like they're trying to do something and not try to get to the root of the problem that exists. Oh, we threw money at it. We're good. Just like education. We threw money at it. It's all great. It's all wonderful. It's fixed because we threw money at it. You can throw money all day long. You actually have to get to the root of the issue and ask hard questions and be prepared to get answers you don't like before you can solve a problem. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610KONA. For a few minutes in hour number one, thanks for spending part of your Tuesday with us. Going right to the phones, 547 1610 is the number. You're up on the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Mickey from Pasco, and um, you're talking about where does all that money go, you know, if, um, you know, we just start putting money towards homeless. And one of the things that happens with a Democratic state is they create all these um, administrative uh, roles and employees, and it's another building of heavy government overhead to support when you have a much better process if you did regulation, which is what the government's supposed to do, and you had a, uh, a free market competition with a lot of with oversight, but not like how big the Human Rights Commission is, or and, they keep, and now the ORCA Task Force Commission, and it's just one commission after another. And when it comes to housing, I was listening to Lars Larson the other day, and I, I think you guys caught this. But he was talking about an act, and I believe he called it the CETA Act. And it's um, it's getting in the way. It's making low-income housing more expensive. It's making it more expensive for everyone because of environmental impact studies and all that. And so now Governor Inslee's talking about, you know, helping the homeless thing, but they're going to try to reform it where they're going to pick winners and losers. And they're literally the government competing with the free market once again um, with dollars to create low-income housing, because it's all going to take all this oversight and governmental employees under the system we have in this state. And that just eats up more money we could put to pay off the debt for our public employees. That's my point. Thanks for your call. We appreciate your comments. Here's another uh, part to this equation, is the same people who are pushing for a state income tax, the people that are going to be potentially and almost certainly adversely affected are those union employees, teachers, other union people. Think about those really, really good-paying union jobs. Yeah, but but, but, you know what happens, Ed? 
You know what happens? They pass the cost on to us. They'll well, just they'll just hold out again so that they can say that they're not getting paid nearly enough money because now there's an income tax and they're still struggling so mightily and and they need to be paid this because because now with the state income tax their worth has increased as well. So all they're going to do is pass it on to us. So we're just going to wind up paying more in taxes to pay their salaries. So that's why they don't care. Fair enough. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to email the show, you can do it. It's pretty easy. Just go to the website, 610kona.com, go to the bottom line page, and send us your question or comment. You know, we'll see what the legislature does. I mean, they don't have the numbers to prevent. Uh, it's already in the Constitution to prevent it, but they don't have the numbers to pass any kind of legislation if, no. if the left is dead set That's why on they're this pushing happening. forward in court. Right, because they don't want to be the bad guys. They want the, they want the court to be the bad guys because they know people don't care and pay attention when it comes time to elect the Supreme Court justice. So they want them to be the bad guys. Oops, look what they made us do. They made us put in an income tax because they said we could. Let's go to the phones. Uh, you're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Jason, I'm calling from Dayton today. So a couple of quick things. This is about control and throwing money at problems instead of people taking responsibility for their actions. It's also an easier way when we have record revenues to say we're not going to do anything. And then you're going to be able to tweak income tax sales tax and property tax so you know it's only four percent here and four percent so you're going to be to have more things tweak so that we can get taxed more and more only in government if you're expecting a five or six percent increase in your budget and you get three is that considered a cut in, in funding you're absolutely I'm, right i am tired of our state consistently throwing money at problems instead of personal responsibility we have the freedoms to be successful. We also have the freedoms to be completely unsuccessful. And it's your choice to move up or down. And, you know, thanks for the call. Great comments. The problem that exists is that the people on this side of the state are doing just about everything they possibly can to send that message. It's the other side of the state that continues to elect and reelect individuals who want to move us down this path, and I hope somebody wakes up before it gets too late. Well, and it's not just the sides of the mountains, too. I mean, it's it's R's and D's. I mean, there's... there's Those D's. are the sides of the mountains. Well, there's D's in Spokane, and there are some R's west of the mountains, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's one ideology versus another. And right now, uh, the Democratic Party ideology is in control and you know this this is this is where we're at um like you said we'll see how it plays out five four seven one six ten is the number gonna take a time out hour number one is in the books hour number two is on the way and we'll dive into uh some other uh political things a little bit more national in scope and an interesting new scandal has developed today that uh, wonder if it's going to be a part of tonight's Democratic debate. I'm going to guess no. Be some interesting looks back and forth, though. I think so. I think so. Stay tuned. This is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA.